Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said, fight! You can't fight. He said, withstand. You can't withstand. He said, stand. What does it mean to stand? He said, don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I, I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it fast for us, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad that you're here. Super excited about this episode, uh, important topic that gets a lot of people messed up. So we will jump into that in a minute. Um, the podcast is going well, have a lot of good comments. Um, the haters haven't found us yet, so uh, we'll take it. Uh, we want to help people, encourage people, but I'm sure they will show up. So it's good to have my uh, regular co-host back. We'll be doing episodes with other preachers uh, through the weeks, but uh, it's good to have Brother Tim. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be back. Awesome. So last week you came up with some lame excuse about, you know, why you couldn't be here, wife just had a baby or something like that, I guess. So uh, tell us about this new baby. Yes. uh, So we we had our newest child, um, Hudson Ryder Peterson, last uh, Wednesday, so uh, March 2nd. And uh, came around, uh, I think it was one thirty-six in the afternoon, 6 pounds, 9 ounces, 19 and 3 quarters inches long uh, to anyone who does care. But, uh, but yeah, we um, are very excited, very thrilled. Our kids, uh, the older kids, are very, very excited and looking to help in any way uh, possible that they can, sometimes almost too much. Uh, but we are enjoying it and enjoying every minute of it. It's been a blessing, and it's been a blast over the last, few, last week and a half or so. Awesome. So, um, according to the children, whose baby is it? Uh, it's each one of theirs. They all they all uh, call him my baby. Uh, so uh, they are very possessive of him. That's for sure. So, do they recognize that it is your wife's baby, or is it theirs, or do they share? And do they think dad has anything to do with this at all? 
it's it's uh it's depending on the situation they'll they'll usually tell other people you know i had a baby it's my baby or sometimes they'll say mama had a baby but usually i'm not a part of the situation but it's it they're very possessive and they're very excited and just they're thrilled to tell everybody um about uh our new addition for sure awesome now you brought the baby home so i heard you got a big hug uh out of bringing the baby home right daddy did that yeah, I carried him in the door, so that was my part. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He is beautiful and special. We had another exciting thing this past weekend. Uh, our second oldest son, Jonathan, um, got married to his uh, fiance, now bride, Kalia, uh, and um, Labadi. And so they are married and on a honeymoon, so that is special. So we have four down and seven to go, uh, four down and seven to go. And we love it. It's all a great phase going through. But, um, boy, to get 11 children through all of those phases of life, uh, you know you're going to have some problems and issues. And God's been very good. Our kids have been great. And uh, we love it. So we're going to jump in to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is um, a favorite <laughs> of people that get away from God. It's amazing how many, how many times this one comes up. I've seen this doctrine um, again, doctrine is just teaching, okay? Uh, I've seen this doctrine mess up more people than just about anything, probably besides Bible version issues, and we'll be getting into that also. But on tithing, okay? On tithing. It's amazing how, um, how big of a problem this is and how we have to go back and teach and reteach again. This is something that you learn growing up in church or when you get saved and get baptized, you learn this usually pretty quickly. And it's amazing how many people that have been saved for years and even decades have to go back and they get messed up on this. So honestly, Brother Tim, I have looked this definition up in over 30 dictionaries, okay? They're online. It doesn't take that long. But over 30 dictionaries, and it is very simply the definition of tithe is a tenth, okay? Um, the definition is a tenth. Here it is from a WordNet. Tithe, an offering of a tenth part of some personal income, a levy of one-tenth of something. Verb, pay a tenth of one's income, especially to the church. That's how they have it. Although she left the church officially, she still tithes. That was pretty interesting that that was the sentence, you know, here's a word, here's the definition, now use it as a sentence. <laughs> That's a sentence they use. Although she left the church officially, she still tithes. I've been amazed how many people through the years that have done that. They leave the church, they're busy, they got life, but they still tithe because they know this is such a big deal. I don't want to mess with that. Have you ever heard of uh, people doing that with the Tim? Yes, uh, someone who I actually uh, consider a very good friend and very close to, and came back to God. He he uh, and he would he would probably tell anybody this. Um, he he left left church, left everything about God. Get, got into a lot of different things, but he started to come back to God. And I care about this person a lot. And he told me, uh, and he's told multiple people, be when he started to ha go through a rough time when he was away from God, his parents told him uh, the reason why he was having all his money problems was because he wasn't tithing. And so even though he wasn't going to church, he's like, I'm, I'm going to start tithing. And uh, he started tithing, even though he's away from God doing, uh, doing who knows what, and he was away from God and he started tithing and he saw a change in his life financially. And then once he saw that happen in the direct correlation of it, he was like, I better get back in church. And then he started getting back in church and, uh, and really that tithing brought it. And now he's doing great. He loves the Lord, serving God, witnessing, winning souls on fire for God. And, uh, I consider him a close friend and, and it's funny. He said, man, when I started tithing and I saw the direct correlation of God's blessing, 
blessings with that, I man, then I saw how much more of it all is real. And and that order of sort the tithing brought him back, even though he was out of church, he started doing that, and now he's serving God. Man, his parents are so legalistic. Man, I can't believe they would uh, put that kind of pressure. Joke. Uh, our last two podcasts were on All legalism. Right. If you miss those, uh, uh, you need to hear that. But yeah, it's amazing. I'm sure some people are just cringing right now hearing that they did that. But guess what? He's back serving God. He's back with his family. He's back helping people, winning souls. What a blessing that is. And so, yeah, that is really good. The other uh, definition in that, it said, pay one-tenth of, pay tithes of, especially to the church. Quote, he tithed his income to the church. So I've looked it up in 30 different dictionaries, and it says a tithe. It literally is correct to say if Grandma had a pie and cut it into 10 pieces, Grandma, can I have a tithe of that pie? That's correct. And uh, it's also called the tenth in the Bible uh, because it is a tenth. It's also called the first fruits. Okay. Uh, when the harvest comes in, as you know, a lot of times you don't, you don't make any money. If you're not making money, you don't owe a 10%, 10% of zero, zero. But when uh, the crops are coming in that first fruits and you give that first 10% to God, uh, sometimes it's called the first fruits and, uh, it's supposed to be first. Sometimes people say, I don't have enough money to tithe. No, but you got enough money for your phone and for your cable and for your coffee. No, you always have enough money to tithe. You may not have money for all the extra stuff, but when you put God first, you always have money for God and let God bless it. We'll talk more about that. So, Tim, when did you learn uh, to tithe and when did you apply it? I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I learned when I was a young child and grew up in a, in a home uh, with godly parents who love the Lord and uh, care very deeply about serving God, about giving to the Lord. Um, I've seen my parents uh, as grow, you know, growing up give way above and beyond um, uh, really what we had many times and, uh, and all growing up. But, um, but they always taught me and taught me from Scripture um, the importance of tithing and that the tithe is the Lord's. What you give uh, from the abundance of what God's given you is above and beyond, but the tithe, that is God's. And there's, there was never any question of, is this 10th uh, of what God blessed me with mine? It, it's not mine. It's, it's his. Um, and so I got to see that example growing up and to me, to me going through, uh, our lives, uh, just to see God bless through that and in our family. And then even now with a family of my own, uh, God bless through that, through tithes and offerings and all those things. I saw that as an example, uh, and was taught it, then studied it for myself, uh, and nailed it down why I believed it. And, uh, so I could teach others also about it and know, uh, know the reason for it. And, uh, and then, uh, in, instill that with, with our family as well. Awesome. No, that's good. I didn't, wasn't taught it growing up for some reason. I, I was a kid, and I don't think my parents thought, okay, that's important uh, to teach. And then when I was a teenager, I got totally away from God, so that wasn't a thing. In the Army, I started going back to church, and a uh, good independent Baptist church, heard about tithing. And to be in the singing group, I had to tithe. Well, I really wanted to sing, um, and so I had to start tithing. I didn't have enough money to tithe. I'm an only an E4, and I'm barely paying my bills now. I don't have enough money, but I got to tithe if I want to be in the group. <laughs> So here it is, legalism, they controlled me. Uh, so I started tithing. Literally that next month, the whole government, all the way down, every rank got a raise, and my raise was more than the tithe was. And I remember this big smile going, wow. wow, it really is true. God made the whole government give a pay raise. That was my only income. <laughs> I'm in the army. There's no outside, there's no side hustle you had. Um, God made the whole government <laughs> give a pay raise more than what the tithe 
mine was. So God says, hey, you can prove me. I'm going to take care of you. So that's when I started uh, doing that. And boy, what a great thing it was. So um, the tragedy, I'm going to start with a story, and I've told it before, but it, it's it's really big and true. My dad and I were out soul winning, knocking on doors, nice neighborhood. Um, guy invited us in, got to lead him to Christ, started coming to church faithfully. He met a lady in our church that my wife had led to Christ. They started dating. They got married. Uh, special couple, fun. Uh, the kids, all my... Um, my boys had him as a teacher sometimes. My girls had her. Great teachers, great people, fun, love God. And boy, served the Lord together for three or four years probably. All of a sudden he dropped out. I didn't want to teach anymore. Stopped and I didn't know why. And I finally found out why. He had found an internet theologian that taught that tithing was the law uh, and we're not under the law. Therefore, we don't have to tithe. And because I was teaching on tithing, then uh, he said, that's not right, and he's not going to come to church anymore. Would never talk to me about it, would never have a Bible study about it. He found it on the internet, and that's what he's going to do. And after that, um, they, he and his wife ended up getting divorced. She got on drugs, messed up life, uh, went back to the old life, and, uh, and quote, living it up. Guess what? He's not going to have the blessings that he could have had. And he had this theologian from the internet. That's why we talked about in one episode that we have many instructors, we have many teachers, but we only, we don't have a lot of spiritual fathers who led us to Christ, who taught us, and we should give more deference to them and what they taught. They cared about about us enough to win us to Christ. How much more can they help us with other things? So um, I've seen that so many times, and I don't know, it almost looks like people are really looking for an issue. Um, They said, well, that tithing is a part of the law, and we're not under the law, so we don't have to tithe. And that's their reason. So, uh, the Tim, why do you think people uh, don't want to tithe? Yeah, I think people not wanting to tithe a lot of times come, uh, it comes from and sort of shows a direction of their heart and uh, which way their heart is pointed, whether it's pointed to God or, or pointed away from him. And you start to look for a way out of certain things. And then a lot of times as well, I think people who, uh, they, they, they've been taught about tithing in the past. Uh, they've never studied it for themselves and grounded themselves in God's word on that issue. Then when they hear someone new go through and explain away the verses they were taught and that most people use that are, uh, during the time of the law, they now find an excuse to no longer have the quote burden of tithing a whole 10th of their money. Um, and they can now be free from that burden. And uh, if I could just mention a couple passages on this, Genesis 14 and Hebrews 7 um, are some pretty uh, neat chapters in the Bible about tithing. Um, it goes through talking about Mel- Melchizedek, the priest of the, high, the Most High God, uh, the priest that abideth uh, continually. And when it goes through some of those verses, it talks about Abraham. And in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 4, it says, Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Abraham, when he met Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High God, he realized how incredible uh, the Son of God was and gave even a tenth of, gave the tenth of the spoils. And that's sort of the first time we see it take place. And, uh, and then when it goes down through scripture, you have Abraham tithing to the priest of the most high God. You have, uh, in the law, you have the Jews and the Israelites, uh, tithing to the Levitical priesthood. And then after the law, uh, 
us tithing again, the church tithing again to the priests of the most high God. And it goes down in verse in, in chapter seven, down to verse 24. And, uh, and it says, but this man talking about Jesus Christ, because he continueth ever hath an unchangeable priesthood. He is unchangeable from beginning to end all outside of the law and within the law. And, uh, and for those who say that, you know, all of it is within the law, and they try and take verses uh, that are during the time period of the law and say that those do not count. Just because they were written during that time period doesn't mean that they don't count for us now. Um, and and it is written, tithes are talked about before, during, and after. And when it goes through this passage, um, Abraham was considering how great Christ was. And that's what it talks about. We're supposed to do as Christians is to consider how great our high priest, Jesus Christ is. And when we consider how incredible he is and how amazing he is, then, then tithing shouldn't be an issue. And for those, I know some say also, well, Abraham, when he met Melchizedek, he gave him one tithe. That was a one-time thing. All right. So uh, the, you know, the one time they met, as far as we know, they only met one time. That's all the only time it talks about it in that passage. Um, but if they had more met more times, don't you think that Abraham would have tied again? Uh, and because of who he was, we, as Christians, we have Christ in us and we are in Christ, the, the, the priest of the most high God in us. And we are in him. We have access to his presence at all times. That, that access doesn't go away. And to only give a tithe one time or whenever we feel like it is not considering how great he always is and truly is. So to those who feel like a tithe or a tenth is way too much, one of the things uh, in those passages that you'll find was Abraham was blessed by Melchizedek and then he tithed. He, it came, the blessing came, so in Abraham then tithe. Uh, and that happens in our life. If, if we have not been blessed, you talked about this earlier, uh, with any increase from God, you can't really tithe. You know, uh, 10% is zero is zero. But if we are blessed with increase or, uh, or a paycheck for our labor, then how do we not consider how great Christ is and tithe? Uh, then it talks about, uh, and we'll get to this a little bit later in Malachi, God giving a blessing back to us when we tithe. So pretty much the order is we get a blessing and we tithe on the blessing, and then we get a blessing for tithing on our blessing. And for people to try and say that that tithing is no longer applicable and Christians, you can be free from tithing. Uh, in When it goes to Hebrews, uh, the writer is not talking about uh, you no longer have to. It's saying, hey, the, mo- the priest of the Most High God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's, he's still the same. And because even Abraham, before the time of the law, gave tithes to him, then we should as well. And uh, he's unchangeable. He's worthy. And tithing was the base because he is worthy. And uh, giving, we'll go into all that, I think, uh, but is from the heart, not out of necessity. It's above and beyond our tithe. But the tithe is the Lord's because of who he is. It's not a gift to God to give him uh, back what is already his. It is his. It's uh, it's already his. So those are just a couple things uh, on my mind with that. It is uh, before the law, during the law, and after the law, consistent from beginning to end. Yeah. 
It is amazing. I do think it's right that people stop tithing, not because they found a great truth in the Bible, but because their heart isn't there anymore. And many times their heart hasn't been there for a while. They're looking for an excuse. Now some internet theologian or some podcast gives them a reason. Okay. And they're ready to stop tithing. Uh, I think it's a heart issue more where your treasure is there where your heart be also. And they're wanting, uh, their heart's already straight. And now they're trying to pull the finances away from it also. And like you said, this is amazing. When they say, Oh, tithing is the law. Tithing started before the law. The law started in Exodus chapter 20. God gave Moses the law, okay? The tithing started in Genesis 14. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all, okay? So when people say tithing is of the law, honestly, it's laughable because tithing started before the law, and tithing was done during the law, and as we'll show, tithing is done after the law. And so tithing has nothing to do with the law. Tithing has to do with God and obeying the law. And uh, obeying the Bible. So, just like you said, the tithe is the Lord's. Um, Leviticus uh, 27, verse 30. And the tithe of the land, and it ends it with, it is holy unto the Lord. Verse 32, concerning the tithe, um, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Okay? The tithe is holy. Uh, most people have heard this illustration. John o. Rice, an old preacher in heaven, used to say, the tithe is the Lord's. The wallet the tithe is in is the Lord's. The pants the wallet is in is the Lord's. The man inside of the pants is the Lord. And that's how we're supposed to think of it. We have nothing. We're a steward of everything. And God wants to give him back the tithe, and we'll show why God wants us to do that in a minute. So uh, we already said tithe is before the law. We know that tithing is during the law. No one argues about that. Um, tithing is also in the New Testament. A lot of people say, oh, that's just Old Testament. Tithing is in the New Testament. And guess who taught it? Jesus himself. Okay? Jesus himself. It's amazing. I understand people want to discount uh, even Jesus. Well, uh, he, he said he was still under the old law. Again, Jesus said it and he never changed it. And here it is. Matthew twenty three twenty three. One of you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. If you pay tithe of mint, anise, and cumin. Let me explain what that is. They're making a big deal. They tithe of mint. Okay? They had an herb garden. And they had a mint bush. And they would pick mint leaves. And one of every tenth leaf they would take and set it aside and bring it to the house of God. They pay tithe of the mint, of the mint leaves, the little bitty bay leaves or mint leaves. They pay tithe of that. Mint, anise, and cumin. Again, two more uh, spices. And have omitted, omitted the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Okay? And we know weightier matters. There are some things that are more important uh, to God. The weightier matters. Law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Okay? And we agree with that. Jesus said that. Then he said, these things ought you to have done and not to leave the other undone. Okay, Jesus said that. You ought to do both of them. Well, which is more important, tithing or the law, or tithing or judgment, or tithing or mercy? Okay, Um, okay, these are weightier matters, but he said, these things ought you to have done, and not to leave the other undone. So here in Jesus' own words, okay, in his own words, he said, you ought to tithe on mint. You ought to tithe on innocent coming. It's just amazing that people say that. Now, why do we tithe? This is so beautiful and so wonderful, and hopefully there's some people that are listening to this. That are, that are truly sincere and honest, and you can look at this and go, okay, that makes sense. Why do we tithe? Does God need our money? 
<laughs> Does he need our money? No. They, they pave nope. the streets with gold, okay? They make gates out of pearl. Uh, they do not need our money in heaven. So why then do we tithe? Hebrews 7, 8. It says, And here men that die receive tithe, but there he receiveth them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. Um, when you tithe, what you're saying every time is, I'm witnessing that I believe that Jesus is alive. You don't give yep. tithes to people that are dead, okay? You don't give money. Oh, so-and-so died. I owed him 10 bucks. Oh, well, he's gone now, okay? Yeah, you should give it to their family. Um, but uh, we, don't, we don't do that. The person's dead. They don't owe this anymore. We're not going to owe it to that person. Every time we tithe, what we're saying is, Jesus, I believe you're alive, and I want to give that to you. Now, again, as we talked about in other episodes, if the Bible didn't change it and take it away, then it's still here for us, okay? Even if it was of the law, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt steal, thou shalt not commit adultery are of the law, but those things weren't changed, weren't taken away. Those things are still in place today, and so is tithing. Um, is there any place in the Bible, Brother Tim, ever where the tithe was taken away and said, okay, that was for then, you don't have to tithe anymore? Is that ever said anywhere? No. I've never heard anybody even talk about. They just say it was of the law, and we're not under the law, so we don't have to tithe. I mean, that's the yep. basic judgment of it. And they try to parse other things. Uh, we saw somebody that said, guess what? The book of Acts, the New Testament church, it has a history of the whole New Testament church in there. And guess what? Not one time ever did it say to tithe. See, there it is. And it's amazing. And they got ripped on that post because you don't create doctrine on what's not there. And a lot of us chimed in and helped him to see a lot of other things that were not in. Thou shalt not steal was not in either. Thou shalt not commit adultery was not in uh, Acts either. So guess what? I guess those things are okay now because they were not mentioned in the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, those people were giving way, way above and beyond the tithe. I think the people in the, in the New Testament church, the early starts of the church, for someone who is only giving the tithe, that had to have been so basic and so elementary. It's like, wait, you're only giving what? Out of all that they were giving, they were giving everything they had to, to share and help the, the ministry of the gospel get out there. Uh, just the tithe? Really? In in the New Testament? Come on. <laughs> Most of the time, it's it's interesting. People who are trying to, to, uh, to preach that you never really... Uh, when they talk about we're under grace and we're not under the law, we don't have to tithe and all those things. You don't really usually hear them talking about uh, because you're under grace and don't have to tithe because that was under the law, you should be giving way more than the tithe. It's always you don't have to give a full 10%. You can give less. You don't really hear it uh, talked about as you can give more. So it's really just looking for a justification out of giving all the way up to the 10%. And the 10% is just the start because right. of what uh, God did for us. Yeah, it is amazing. When you look at the New Testament church, they were selling houses and lands, plural, and giving the full amount to the work of God because there are so many people getting saved and so many people that had need, and they were giving all of that. So, yeah, you don't see a need to preach on tithing when people are giving everything. You just don't see quite a need to be able to preach and teach on that. But again, very simply, <laughs> if God didn't take it away and the Bible didn't change it, then we're not supposed to change it. Those things are still there, as we've talked about before. Um, 
was the Sabbath on Saturday changed? Yes, that was changed. Eating of meats, was that changed? Yes, that was changed, okay? Those things were under the law. They're not under them now. Those things change. Everyone knows that. There's no verse ever that people can come up with, okay, this is where God said you don't have to tithe anymore. You just never have that. And uh, I think it's interesting. If it did change, the most popular, the most famous, the most explanations verses that uh, are in the Bible about tithing is in Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, and that's when uh, that's put in there. So we're going to talk about that just as a basic teaching. Most people have heard this before, but there are just some beautiful things in here and logical things. And if, if God's going to get rid of the tithe, then why would he use Malachi chapter 3, second to the last uh, chapter in the Old Testament, to uh, go into deep explanation of this if we're just getting rid of it anyway? Malachi 3, verse 6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Interesting. A lot of times we don't start with that. But verse 6, I change not. Wow, he's getting ready to teach on tithing, and guess what he says? I don't change. This is something you should still be doing. I change not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? So, they had a problem with tithing back here in Malachi, and the prophet Malachi was going to teach them how to come back to God. And they said, what did we do? We didn't do anything wrong. Verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, where now we rob thee? In tithes and offerings. God said we rob him. I'm the chaplain at the jail. I've asked guys this often. Is there a difference in robbery and burglary? And uh, my guys know the difference, okay? Um, burglary is when you break in and they're not there and steal something. Robbery is when you take it from one's person, okay? God described this as robbery. You're taking it from him. Um, and it says, because of that, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. As we know, God deals with us individually. God deals with us as a family. Can God deal with us as a, uh, uh, as a nation? And God deals with nations often. The whole nation here is going to be cursed because the nation had uh, stopped tithing, just like the Jubilee. They wouldn't give the um, year of Jubilee, the land. Uh, they wouldn't give that. So God said, okay, I'll take it. I'll take these Sabbath years. And, uh, and so um, they had to go to captivity for 70 years to get back those Sabbath uh, years. So, um, so God dealt with the whole nation. Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me. Boy, I love this. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. But the time I can't count how many times in our family that God has done that. He has literally given us so much we couldn't receive it. Our new home, a former boss I worked for, just said, hey, I got two storage units full of uh, furniture. I don't know when I'm going to use it. I just want to give it to you. Took six loads to get into our house, and we had to send some stuff back. We have a big house, 6,000 square feet, and still didn't have room for all this furniture and had to bring some of it back. That's happened so many times with food, with clothes, with things that God's done. Look, I'm going to take care of you. Prove me. And not only that, verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and, you shall, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time of the field, saith the Lord of hosts. It's amazing how God can rebuke the devourer. Here's the devourer, Satan. He wants to take everything you have and devour it, okay? Your clothes, your car, uh, your washing machine. <laughs> you can ask uh, your wife. We had a washing machine. It was given to us used, okay, in California. I'm a youth pastor, um, and uh, someone's dryer went out. The washer's still good, and so they gave us the washer, and they bought a new washer and dryer. 
And so uh, it was used. And this was when we had one child. Okay. Now my wife's doing 20 loads of laundry a week. Okay. Towels, sheets, clothes, kids, all the stuff. 20 loads a week. And that washer is still going. That washer is still going. That washer is still going. <laughs> when we gave it away, we finally got a washer and dryer that matched. Um, when we gave it away, it was still working. What's God able to do? Rebuke the devourer so the things that you have keep on going and keep on going. God said, I'm going to do that for you. And he says to prove me. And so if God says, prove me, put me to the test, boy, God can do that. Uh, the time when we started uh, the church, um, I think the, one of the first few weeks, and I got a, a little salary, and if I paid the tithe on it, I wouldn't be able to pay my lecture bill on Monday. Um, but if I paid my lecture bill on Monday, then I wouldn't have the money to tithe. What do I do? Well, it's not even a thought. Of course, I'm going to tithe. But my lecture bill is due on Monday, and they're going to turn my lecture off. Okay, but I'm going to tithe. So I gave the tithe, didn't know what was going to happen, went soul winning on Monday um, in Riverside uh, area, if you know where that is, and uh, knocked on a door. Lady, an older lady invited me in. I'm in my 20s. Uh, she's probably 70. We talked. She had a son that was in alcohol, told her I'd help him, and um, got ready to leave. She goes, hold on a second. And she went back, and she brought something, folded up, a little piece of paper. It looked like a check. And I said, ma'am, I'm not here for that. She said, son, God told me to give this to you. Now, when you're 26 years old and the 70-year-old lady, godly Christian lady, she's already saved, says, here, God told me to give this to you. What do you do? <laughs> you better take it. So I took yep. it and said, thank you. Got in the car and opened it up. A check for $100. $100. That was way more than my tithe was. Give me a check for $100. And immediately, through the Holy Spirit, God said, I told you, I'm going to take care of you. And I've used that illustration hundreds of times and say, what would have happened? If I had paid my electric bill, would Columbia Power and Water System help me get money to pay the tithe? Nope. Absolutely not. But if I pay the tithe, <laughs> will God help me get money to pay the Columbia Power Electric Bill? Absolutely. And, and he did. Prove me now herewith. Um, you can't outgive God. Let's say, for argument's sake, that you're right. And we don't have to tithe today. Okay? Let's just say you're right. So now you tithe. What, what's God going to do? Man, I'm going to go broke because God didn't want me to tithe. Really? You, you really think that's going to happen? All right, tithe is not for today. You don't have to tithe, but you're tithing anyway. What's God going to do? Brother Tim, you have an idea? Yeah, God's going to bless. <laughs> yeah. What are people afraid of? You know, what are people afraid of? Tithing is for today. Tithing was never taken away. Tithing was before the law, during the law, and after the law. Jesus specifically said that you ought to have done this. It was never taken away. But even if you're not supposed to and you tithe, then God is obligated to bless you. And by the way, Absolutely. I love... And if I could... Please, go If ahead. I could just add to that, I guess if I was someone who changed my beliefs on that and... I would be very nervous to be on the side of uh, potentially, even if you're trying to debate uh, the whole tithing issue, I would be very nervous to be on the side that uh, that uh, can potentially be robbing God in an issue versus the side that's just giving uh, too much uh, because they shouldn't be tithing. If that if that was a debate and I was on the side of teaching other people, hey, no longer have to tithe, no longer have to tithe, no longer have to tithe. Man, you're you're walking on uh, on eggshells there, man. God considers that robbery, so be careful. Be very careful. Yeah, it really is. And um, I love the way we do it at our church. Um, 
I'll teach this to the guys in jail. Yes. And uh, and they're skeptical. I understand a lot of people aren't, especially Christians and religious people. And so uh, anytime to our, I still remember this guy. His name was Harold. He was, a, he was a machine operator, good operator. He got saved, got baptized. I followed up with him at his house, gave him a membership packet. At the time, we had a little pamphlet, and one of them was on tithing. When I gave it to him, he looked at me, and he said, Yep, the guy that worked told me that preacher was going to try to get my money. Literally, I can take you to the house where he was when we said that. I'm like, oh, boy, this is not going well. Then he looked at me and said, is that in the Bible? I said, yes, it is. And I showed him in the Bible. He goes, all right, well, if that's what the Bible says, that's what I'm going to do. You know, boy, it'd be great if Christians, uh, people that have been saved for decades, had that um, idea. But we teach and say, hey, look, I believe God. I believe, prove me now we're with. So here's what we do. If you tithe, and at the end of the month, you have a bill that's not paid, we will write you back a check or pay the money on the bill for every dime that you gave that month. How come? How, how can you do that and still function? Because I believe God. I believe a person's only going to need to do that a month or two, and their blessings are going to catch up. Their sowing and reaping is going to catch up, and they're not going to have that need anymore. And what we've seen that over and over and over. And what a blessing to say, look, if I'm expecting you to trust God, as a pastor in church, we're going to trust God, and we will give that back to you. Now, if you come back, I want all the time for the last 10 years. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. Um, but literally, you got a bill that's not paid at the end of the month? Let us help you. We have no problem helping you because I know as long as you're faithful and as long as you tithe, we're not going to have to do that very often, and that's going to be fixed. So um, any other thoughts on that? I'm going to go quickly into where the tithe goes. Uh, some people have a question about that. But uh, any other question or thoughts for the Tim on uh, the tithe, what it is, uh, whether they're supposed to do it or not? Any other thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, j- just to follow up with uh, that Hebrews 7, 8 verse uh, when it says, And here men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them, of whom it is witness that he liveth. Uh, to any new Christian out there who uh, is wondering about all that and said, Man, that, that just goes to the preacher. That just goes to whoever. Um, it, it, it really is. It's going to God. It says when you give it to men that die, men that perish, uh, immortal men, right? You're giving it to the pastor, giving it to the church. Uh, it's being received of God and uh, and of, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. And for any new Christians out there who are looking into this or considering or or wondering about it, uh, it's being given to God. That's that's who it is and that's who it's sort of funneled through. Uh, and, and the blessing comes from God. I know there's a lot of people who even when they look into trying to find a way out of going, uh, I, I don't know if that's even the way to say it, but they, they, they want to leave a church. They'll try and say, and, and see if they can uh, find a financial reason to leave the church and say, well, I believe the pastor is mishandling in this way or this way or mishandling uh, this funds. And, and obviously no staff member or pastor should be, you know, stealing money. Um, and I'm not saying that, but they try and find um, some way to say that my money shouldn't be going towards that. And they fail to realize that when you give uh, to God, when you give to the church and give to uh, uh, your tithes and your offerings, that is to the Lord. What happens after that doesn't affect your blessing from God. So for you to try and say, oh, that's a mishandling, that's a, you know, yes, no pastor should be stealing money, things like that. But at a certain point, it comes by by faith in, hey, I'm giving to the Lord. It's not, it's not for uh, this pastor. It's for God. 
That's a good point. <laughs> I have a funny story with that. I still remember. I'm driving through the ATM. My son David, my oldest son, was, I don't know, probably eight or ten or so. And he knew tithing, and he had little jobs, and he made money, and he got to tithe. And um, and very literal uh, in, his, in his things. One time we were soul winning. He was saved. He just got saved uh, probably a couple years earlier. He said, Dad, I'm saved, right? I said, did you, trust, did you trust Jesus? Yes, I did. Okay, you're saved. And I uh, said, so Dad, if I um, jumped out of the car right now and died, I'd go straight to heaven, right? I said, yes, but son, don't do that. Well, why not? I'd rather be with Jesus. I'd rather be in heaven. Son, don't do that. I mean, he, he believed. He had faith. Well, uh, one time we're going through an ATM, and I was getting some money out for something. He said, Dad, where do you get your money? I said, what do you mean? He goes, where do you get your money? You don't work a, another job or something. I said, well, I'm a pastor. So you get money from the church? I said, yes, they give me a salary to be the pastor of the church. Where does the church get the money? That's from the people, and they give. What? Dad, the, the money we give in the offering that goes to Jesus, you take some of it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was incredulous. He was like, oh, he could not believe that his dad took the money that went to Jesus. <laughs> I said, son, let me explain <laughs> what the tithe goes for, for the, for the work of the Lord, um, for the Levites, uh, for the tribe, for the priest. And uh, anyway, he was okay with it. But at first, he just could not believe that his daddy took the money, took some of the money that went to Jesus. So anyway, it's funny how you... How That's you hilarious. That. So, uh, um, <laughs> so where does the tithe go? Okay, charity. People say charity begins at home. Okay, but the tithe always went to the house of the Lord. As we said, the tithe is 10% to the house of God. Um Brother Tim Litter, we started the church. We're a few weeks into it. We're broke. We don't have anything. We have so many needs. Um, and a friend of mine sent me a check. Well, I got a couple $50 checks, and more. that was a blessing. Fill up the car with gas, buy some food. It was awesome. And I opened it up, and it was a check for $5,000. And this was a good friend of mine, an assistant pastor at a big church. And um, like, wow, this is awesome. In my brain, I just spent the whole thing. Well, we can buy chairs, and we can get this, we can do this. I mean, I just spent the whole thing in my brain. Then I looked in the little memo spot, and it said tithe. What? Tithe? No. Um, he was already a member of another good independent Baptist church. And so uh, I looked at that, and, and I'll be honest, I confess, I, I tried for a day or two to think my way out of it. Like maybe he gave a tithe to his church, and then another tithe he just gave to our church. And like, I couldn't justify that. So I called him on the phone, and I said, boy, thank you so much. Boy, that means the world. I sure appreciate that. I said, but I'm sorry, I have to ask you something. I said, is that like a tithe, like you gave a tithe to your church and then you just sent some extra to us? Or was that the tithe? He goes, no, that was the tithe. He said, on my regular salary, I give the tithe to my local church, but this was extra money we got from something with insurance, I believe. And so I, uh, I uh, believe it was okay to send uh, that tithe of that to you. And I had to tell him, this is a friend of mine, a leader, someone I respected, and uh, I thought, I'm so sorry. I said, I believe all the tithe is supposed to go to the local church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to send that back. And he said, uh, that's okay. No problem. I'll find someone else to send it to. I thought maybe he would say, well, I'm still going to send you, you know, uh, something. Nope, he didn't. He took that money back and gave it to somebody else. Um, but, but I believed it, and I believed it enough to live it. And boy, guess what God did? 
He blessed us, and he took care of us. If you saw the first building we met in, it was in a daycare building that was dilapidated. I mean, dilapidated. I mean, we had ceiling tiles fall through in the service with water. We had so many leaks in that building and so many problems. You you couldn't imagine what it was like. And I remember looking out in the parking lot one day, and it's like, how in the world? The parking lot's full. God filled up the building. We had three Cadillacs in the parking lot, and God just took care of Every need that we had, and I truly believe it came back to, I'm going to test you. (laughs) I'm going to see if you really believe what you say you're going to believe. So in all that, I say this, the tithe always went to the house of God. Okay, So the tithe is 10% to the house of God. We'll show you that. Offerings are above the tithe, something specific. Missions, youth, we're going to build a building, whatever. Then there's almsgiving. Okay? You can look this up. I did. Looked up in a bunch of dictionaries. Alms or almsgiving is directly to help someone. Okay, giving directly to help someone. Alms, definition, money, food, or clothes given to poor people. Anything given gratuitously to relieve the poor as money, food, clothing, a gift of charity. Okay, that's what almsgiving is. And so the Bible does talk about giving alms, but it's not the tithe. Uh, The alms is giving directly to somebody. Matthew 6, 3, but when thou doest alms, let not thy right hand know, left hand know what thy right hand doeth. And thine alms may be in secret, that the, uh, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. There's nothing wrong with giving alms. We should give alms. We should help people directly. And that should be done in secret, okay? Not to let anybody know, but that is not a tithe, and that is not offering. That is something different and special. So I am not going to go through all of this. Uh, sometimes we say we'll give you a gift on these and, uh, and uh, be, able to, um, be able to have that. So um, if you would like this outline, just email me at um, the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com and I'll send you a PDF of this outline. And what it is is it shows where the tithe goes, okay? Where the tithe goes. So before the law, Exodus, after Isaac and Jacob, uh, it went to Bethel, the pillar, which was the house of God. Genesis twenty eight twenty two, a stone that I've set for a pillar shall be God's house and all uh, and of all that thou give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee, okay? And so it was always the house of God. Genesis 28, 17, again, the house of God. I'm not gonna read all the verses. I'll give you the references. You can look them up. But just to show, the tithe always went to the house of God. During the wilderness, the 40 years after Egypt, okay, the first fruits went to the house of God. Exodus 23, 19, Exodus 34, 26. The tithe went to the house of the Lord. Uh, during the days of the judges in the promised land, Deuteronomy 12, 11 and 12, there was a place, okay, the Lord shall choose a name there. <clears throat> They're going to give them a place and there um, shall you bring all that I, co- I command thee. Again, a place they were going to give their tithes, the house of the Lord. During the kings, from Saul to captivity. 2 Kings 12.4, again, the money was to be set at and bring it to the house of God. Uh, in the rebuilding, after Babylon, okay, Nehemiah 10.38, Nehemiah 13.11 and 12, the tithe went to the house of the Lord. Levites take tithes, bring the tithes unto the house of our God. Uh, the past rebuilding days of 400 years, Malachi uh, chapter 3. Again, the tithe went to the storehouse, which again is the house of God. And during the New Testament age, Jesus said, you ought to tithe. He said, lay by him in store, same thing, storehouse. Uh, and First Timothy 3.15 the church of the living God, which is the house of God, okay? And uh, by the way, <laughs> the last one, in case you think tithing was just for the law, if you still have that stuck in your head, we showed you it wasn't. How about during the millennium? 
How about during the millennium? If you think it's only for the law, what are you going to do with this? Uh, Ezekiel 44.30, And the first of all the first fruits, and of every oblation of all, and every sort of your oblation shall be the priest. Ye shall also give unto the priest the first of your dough. And here it is again. And where does it go? Ezekiel 48.10, And the sanctuary or the Lord shall be in the midst of it. Ezekiel 48.14, They shall not sell of it, neither exchange nor alienate the first fruits of the land, for it is is holy unto the Lord. So this tithe is before the law, Genesis. It's during the law, Exodus on. It's through all the rebuilding days and the kings and the judges and the post time. It's in the New Testament. Jesus said it. It's in Hebrews. Still talks about Jesus is alive. We give it to him. And it is also during the millennium. And every time, during every age, during every dispensation, the tithe always went to the house of the Lord. Don't give it to some TV preacher. You have no idea where it's going or what it's doing. When you give it to your local church, you can see it's being used to run that bus, to run the electricity, to help out here, to buy new this or whatever. You see where it's being used for, and it's always in and being used in the house of God. So if you would like that little uh, outline, just email me at um, the Fundamental Baptist Podcast um, and uh, gmail.com, and we will get that to you. So, uh, all right, that pretty much is it. We have some more on tithing we're going to get to one time. I'm not going to give you the uh, uh, topic of it yet. Uh, you will find it interesting, and I'll just tell you this. It will go against, ready, most, many if not most, of the independent Baptist churches out there, okay? So we believe Uh-oh. in the Bible, not what just somebody or what people teach, and we're just going to show you what the Bible says. So it's concerning tithing, and I don't want to give it give it away uh, too much, but you will find it interesting, and some preachers may be mad, uh, but it's biblical, and it's right, and it will bless and help your people. All right, Brother Tim, any other thoughts on that? I think just the, the final thought I have, just to wrap up, um, my thinking on on all of it was just to consider how great that man was, to consider how great Jesus Christ was, our faith in him. uh, And that's why Abraham gave a tithe. He considered how great he was. And that's what we're supposed to do. The priest of the most high God, Jesus Christ, our savior, to consider how great he is, a tithe, something that's already God's, man, that's the, that's the basics. And to give above and, and beyond that, um, out of the abundance of, of the heart and a merry, uh, a merry heart, uh, for, for God love with a cheerful giver. Uh, that's what God wants from us. But if we as Christians have our heart towards God, uh, and have a heart to please God and we prove him and, uh, the, the principle of tithing and giving throughout God's word from the beginning to the end was because of how great he is. He deserves the very basics, the tithe, and uh, uh, at the very least, but he deserves way more on, on top of that. And for us as Christians, just to have a heart of wanting to please God and just to consider how great he is in our life, Man, uh, once it's time to prove him, God laid out a challenge in Malachi of prove me now. And man, we got a God who he's provable and we can't prove him wrong. And uh, so I would challenge you to not go against him and just to consider how great he is and how great his love for us is. And uh, I think you would start looking at the tithe as, as not that much. Amen. Beautiful. I believe it. All right. Hey, we're going to tell you something uh, at the end of this we're going to do next episode. So uh, when people say fundamentalism, the old phrase is no fun, 
all damnation, uh, and no mental, okay? No thinking, no thought. So hopefully by these podcasts, you can see, you know, there's some thinking, there's some wisdom, there's some logic, there's some Bible that's in these. So hopefully you don't uh, say there's no mental to it. And uh, all damnation, absolutely not. We're not condemning anybody. Honestly, my heart goes out to those people who've gone away from God, who've gone away from the biblical foundation and principal truths. I was there, and I know what that's like. So uh, there's no condemnation at all. We'd love to help you to have a blessed, happy, wonderful, fulfilled, abundant life. And you're not going to have that if you go away from the things of God. But the fun thing, all right, so by the time I'm going to challenge you, starting um, next week, we'll do this every other, well, I wonder, we'll see. We may do, I do a joke and you do a joke the same week. That way they uh, don't have to uh, compare. We're going to have a, uh, what do you think about a joke contest? So uh, have some fun. In the beginning of the podcast when we're doing our little banter, I'll have a joke. Brother Tim will have a joke. And you guys can vote on, all right, who had the best joke? Hopefully we'll give you a laugh and uh, and some fun. The challenge is on. Challenge. The challenge you're is up, on. You're up for that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I think uh, when you and I ever get in competitions, if uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know us, uh, father-in-law and son-in-law, life we've from everything uh it is uh it is a definite competition oh, so yeah. i will take the challenge, will take the challenge. <laughs> all right so we'll have to remember to start off with that uh, next time and so uh, uh all right so if you got any good ones send them to them. no just kidding but uh, uh we'll do that next time and have some fun also with this and hopefully give you some good bible some logic some mental things that you can take uh, with you and again not trying to condemn anyone just trying to help people to have the most blessed life that they can have i wonder how many people's lives have been hurt and messed up and destroyed by robbing God, stopping, tithing, thinking, oh yeah, it's okay, it's no big deal, and they're having a whole lot worse life than they would have had by putting God first. So that's all we want. So, well, God bless you guys. Hopefully, logic and Bible must prove that tithing is not, quote, just of the law, but it's of God, it's of the Bible, and we're giving to Jesus, proving We know and believe that he's alive. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at thefundamentalbaptistpodcast at gmail.com.